Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you are listening to The Hiker Podcast. What is up, hikers? This is Andy Neal, and you're listening to the podcast that gets to know the hikers behind the trekking poles, the podcast that asks the why questions of hiking, the podcast that asks hikers how hiking has changed them and how they, in turn, are changing the world around them. This is the Hiker Podcast. For all the different ways to listen to Hiker Podcasts, go to hikerpodcast.com, and uh, there you'll find all the different links, the social links, all that fun stuff. There is something new there, and I've talked about this, and I just went ahead and did it. I'm not going to harp on this. I'm going to say this once now and once at the end of the episode. I started a Patreon. Patreon is a platform where you can choose to financially support the show. And you, there's different rewards on there. Click on it if you want to. That's cool. If not, that's totally cool, too. The show will always remain free. And I'm always going to give away free stickers. So if you want free stickers, email me, uh, Andy, at HikerPodcast.com. Or hit me up on socials, uh, like on my Instagram, at Andy Films and Hikes. Or on the Hiker Podcast Instagram, at um, Hiker Podcast. Yeah. Also, this show is sponsored by CS Instant Coffee, the best instant coffee on the trail. Uh, doesn't have the chemically weird taste. And also, um, yeah, they give a crap. Their their packaging is biodegradable. Super important. If you buy coffee from them, use the affiliate link in the description of this episode. Super helps us out. And uh, yeah, it's just amazing. It is the best instant coffee. And I say that completely, unabashedly, without the fact that they are sponsoring this show because I tried it before they are sponsors. I'm like, this is amazing. And they reached out to me. So I'm just so stoked about that. Also, Canuck Outdoors from Portland, Oregon. That's right. Their trekking poles are handmade in Portland, Oregon. I love Portland, Oregon. I love Oregon. Everything about Oregon is just amazing. But see, they designed their trekking poles to be the last pair you'll ever buy. Also, you have the Visco water bottles of that are smarter than other water bottles. And then of course the, the, the water bags and yeah, amazing company. If you buy a pair of trekking poles, a pair of new trekking poles from them, um, use the podcast, uh, our little podcast coupon code, put in hiker podcast in the uh, discount code, or just use the affiliate link in the description of this episode. And, uh, it totally helps us out and it helps them out. These are two amazing companies that give a crap that are doing things that treat their doing things to, to not leave such a big, footprint on the world we are in and um they're just really cool people and i love working with both of them so that would be amazing thank you both css coffee and knock outdoors for uh sponsoring the show i do want to put something out there this week i'm putting two episodes of the hiker podcast and next week i'm putting two episodes of the hiker podcast um i'm just trying something just trying something this week uh we have Tommy Torque Corey on the show. I'm totally stoked to have a have, have this conversation with him. He was amazing. Oh, just I'll talk more about it in a minute. But also um, later this week we have the head of Bear Vault, who makes the bear canisters on the show, talking not only about their canisters and their company, but why it's important to protect wild animals from human interaction and food and what happens if we don't. And actually, I was really enlightened by the whole conversation. So you want to make sure you check that out. And uh, next week we have the head of the Oahu Coast Trail on the show talking about the new, the new, uh, I think the, the new trail that's happening in Hawaii. Super cool. And also a, uh, a, uh, perspective, not perspective, an upcoming Colorado trail hiker on the show next week. 
And we got a lot more coming up. Like, I'm just totally blown away by your all's love and support of this show. Thank you all so much. But this week, Tommy Twerk Corey, 33-year-old thru-hiker and outdoor photographer from Bend, Oregon. I love Oregon. Uh, in 2018, while hiking the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail, he created an editorial photo series called Hiker Trash Vogue. Many of you have heard of it. Currently, he has recently created uh, a film project called Twerk's Visual Podcast, and it's going to make you cry. Just saying it now. You watch this on his Instagram, you're going to cry. Or his YouTube, you're going to cry. It's just, it's it's inspirational. It's emotional. It's just, yeah. On, the, on this visual podcast, um, Tommy explores the emotionally intimate stories of those who, who inhabit the outdoor community. It's so stinking good. Um, and we had an amazing conversation. Tommy is an inspirational photographer, storyteller, videographer, and... I'm blown away by the work he does and just how he's really not only putting out these inspirational stories, but also um, fostering a community of inclusion and acceptance in the outdoor and hiking community. So I'm not going to blab on just uh, without any further ado, my conversation with Tommy Twerk Corey. So back in July, when I started the Hiker Podcast, one of our first skeps were the the amazing Tip Tap, also known as Elena Osborne. And um, she kept talking about this guy called Twerk in the Dirt. And I was like, who is this Twerk in the Dirt, Twerk in the Dirt? And she was talking about how she was inspired by by his work. And I'm like, who is this person? So I go on Instagram and I'm a new hiker. I'm, I'm learning all this stuff. And I find Tommy Corey on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is he doing? doing this amazing photographer filmmaker activist and hiker i have to have him on the show and tommy Corey, many of you know him as twerk is on the show tommy thank you so much for coming yeah thanks for having me so just right off the bat like who are you where you come from all the stuff that hikers like to know just give us a the rundown uh so i um I live in Bend, Oregon currently, and uh, but I'm originally from uh, Northern California, a really uh, crappy town called Redding, uh, <laughs> which actually you might know where that is because you're in Southern. Yeah, I'm in Ashland, so yes, I know it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're, you're aware. Um, yeah, I'm a um, I'm an outdoor photographer and filmmaker, and I'm a through hiker. I through hiked the Pacific Crest Trail in 2018. Um, and yeah, I just, I do a lot of work with outdoor companies, but, um, kind of my own personal work. I try to really focus on diversity and inclusion and when I am taking portraits of people. So talk about how, how did you first get into the outdoors and the outdoor industry and hiking? What kind of spurred you on into that being in a small conservative town, like Redding, Oregon, I'm sorry, Redding, California. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I so yeah, I grew up just uh, less than an hour south of Mount Shasta, and so growing up was um, my dad would take us out to you know the Trinity Alps, and we'd go fishing and camping and hiking, and um, so I've always I've always like been outside, like been doing things outside, um, but it wasn't until 2016 when my um, my former roommate was gearing up to do a through hike of the PCT, and he kept inviting me, and I was like. 
I already know what the PCT is because my brother, my older brother did it in 2011. And I was like, I would never, <laughs> I would never do that. Cause when my brother did it, we all thought he was having a, you know, like a mental breakdown. Uh, and uh, my roommate just kept saying like, you should do it. You should do it. And the night he had broken up with his girlfriend of three years, we like drank a bunch of wine. And that's when I kind of, that's when I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And I'm kind of a person when I say I'm going to do something, I, I usually do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I did 900 miles of the PCT in 2017. And then I quit because I thought I hated it. And then um, into, and when I you know got back home after quitting, I realized how much I wanted to be out there. So I um, kind of just saved all my money and went back in 2018 and started from the beginning and did a full through hike. So you've been known throughout the outdoor and, and hiking community as this just epic photographer. You're making these visual podcasts right now that are getting a lot of buzz in the outdoor community. But something I, I want to touch on more is you and you've said it was how you really like to showcase diversity in the outdoors and in your work, not just um, <clears throat> women, but also people of color, um, LGBTQ folks, everybody, uh, people of size, you know, who who don't normally get showcased in the outdoors. A lot of, a lot of the people that don't get the love from the outdoor industry. What spurred you on to do that? Um, I think this is going to maybe sound weird, but, uh, you know, even though like people within the through hiking community, like know my work and know who I am, you know, probably, uh, I still just, I, I feel like an underdog. Um, I think that's just kind of how I this, you know, maybe growing up as a kid, I, you know, got made fun of a lot and, um, didn't have a lot of friends. And so I, I just, even as an adult, I still feel like this underdog. And, um, I guess once I did the PCT and I started to have kind of this platform, uh, where people were seeing my work and knowing what I was doing. Um, I, I really wanted to use that in, in a way that was positive and made people feel seen and heard. Um, just because that's, kind of what like I would want for myself. And now I had this opportunity to be seen and heard. And I just kind of wanted to share that with people that usually feel like they don't have a voice. So how do you feel like the, the outdoor and through hiking community has responded to your work? Um, I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm like kind of speechless. It's, uh, I mean, like my through hike and my work that I did on the trail, hiker trash Vogue, like, I mean, it, it didn't just change my life, but it changed my career as well. Um, you know, I, I've been taking photos since I was 12 years old and I, you know, the moment I picked up a camera, I said, you know, I'm going to be a photographer Well, you know, kids were saying like, I'm going to be a teacher or like a dentist. I was like, I'm going to be a photographer. Um, but it, I mean, it took, it took years like of doing, you know, jobs I didn't want to do like weddings and just like, side jobs. And, you know, I've done so much work for free just so that people would, you know, see my work. Um, and then it wasn't until I threw hiked and I started hiker trash Vogue just cause I was just like, well, this would be funny. Um, and that's when people started seeing my work and really responding. And now I get to work with a bunch of, uh, you know, awesome outdoor companies and do work for them. And, you know, this project I'm doing now, I, um, have, been getting these films sponsored as a way to fund, um, 
the travel and, you know, doing them, it takes, you know, it's not cheap. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like I've been really well loved within this community and I only want to share that with people. Speaking of the community, there's been a lot of talk online um, and on Instagram about inclusion. And we are definitely in a a weird time um, with everything that's going on in the world where people, with everything that happened on January 6th and even before that with the previous administration, uh, there's just a a lot of hate out there. And it's really tempting for someone like me, I'm white, privileged, straight, cisgendered, to just kind of pay lip service to, you know, communities of color, LGBTQ community, women. Um, it, it's, it's really tempting just to kind of play, play lip service and just, you know, kind of make myself feel better. And what I've seen in your work is how you're, you're not only featuring, you know, the these people of color and other people in other communities, you are advocating, you're fighting for them through your work. What is it that someone like myself, white, straight, cisgendered, who wants to not just be do, do tokenism, what can I do to help advocate for my friends and family who are in those communities through my art, through my work, through on the trail, especially? Uh, yeah, I think a big part of it is just advocating in the way you know how. Um, you know, I I think I get I get really wrapped up in like, oh, maybe I'm not doing enough. Like, maybe I need to be out protesting, or maybe I need to, you know, be donating more of my money. And um, the thing is, I, I we can't do you can't do everything. You can't have your hands in every part of uh, of inclusion. Um, for me, the only way I know how to be, I guess, inclusive or, um, to make people feel seen and heard is through, through this platform I have, which is my, which is my art. Um, and that's kind of the big reason why I started, you know, the, um, the, the, the video series, uh, is because I was like, well, what do I, what do I know how to do? I know how to create things and I know how to you know, make people feel beautiful. So like, why don't I integrate those two things? And this could be my way of, um, you know, showing support and giving people a voice that feel that like they don't. Shifting gears here a little bit. You, you, you went on the PCT twice, you did 900 miles and then you did the whole thing. How did that experience in and of itself change you how did going on that trail finishing it getting to the the terminus change you and inspire you to create because i talked to a lot of creators on here and they they talk about how the trail has has changed and inspired them i'm curious how that experience on the pacific crest trail that through hike um changed you not just from an artistic point of view but also mentally physically spiritually emotionally um yeah, damn, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> um, there, there's so many layers to uh, a through hike and the things you learn. I mean, like it's five and a half months of your life where you're just walking and you're alone with your own thoughts. Um, it's so you have a lot of time to think about literally every single 
minuscule aspect of your life. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to like say, uh, exactly like how I changed, I guess, um, the things I've noticed about myself after, you know, after through hiking is, um, I take, I take, I take a lot more time for myself. I'm, you know, I'm a very extroverted person, like sometimes to a fault. Um, and the PCT really taught me how to, um, be with myself and take time for myself to be better for others. Um, so I, I'd say that's probably the biggest thing I, I, I noticed is that I really like spending time alone. Um, I find that's the most, probably one of the most valuable lessons I've learned what is like, Oh wow. I actually, I'm okay being with just me. Like I kind of like me sometimes. Um, and that's, that's kind of a nice place to be. Um, so yeah, that's definitely my biggest takeaway Art, artistically. I mean, the, I think the, the work I did on the trail was, you know, my favorite was like hiker trash Vogue was everything to me. It, it, uh, to have five months to just walk and be outdoors and to create something that you want to create. Um, it, I mean, it's, that's a dream. Like not everyone gets to do that. And, um, you know, I, at that point I had thought hiker trash Vogue, like, wow, this is my life's work. Um, but I'm, I'm starting to feel like that was just amping me up to do what I'm doing now. Um, so I'd, I'd say artistically, uh, hiking through hiking and doing, you know, art projects kind of gave me the confidence to just run with the ideas that I have and just say, you know, I'm just going to do it and hopefully people like it. What inspired Hiker Trash Vogue specifically? A lot of people, they get on the trail and they have their phone. They might have a nice camera and they, they, they take their normal pictures. But you had this very just editorial style photo project that was just really just revolutionary in what it did for the community. What inspired that? Well, so we were um, – Hiker Trash Vogue was just kind of a, a – uh, just kind of happened on a whim. We were in like – we were like 370 miles into the trail. So pretty early on. Um, and we were taking me and some hikers were taking a day off and we had like gotten an Airbnb and I was like, Oh, we should like, let's have a hiker photo shoot. Everyone like grab a piece of your gear and like, let's pretend like we're models. Um, and you know, so I, I actually, um, I did a stint of college, um, years ago in San Francisco and I, was going to double major in fashion um, because I really I wanted to be a fashion photographer since the time I was like a, a kid and like had picked up a camera. Um, so I, I still to this day like love fashion photography, love editorial style photography. I just would never want to work in that industry. Um, so I was kind of integrating that love of like fashion in with hiking because I thought it would be funny. Um, and so I, everyone took a photo and I think there's nine of us and everyone kind of got their own photo and I like styled it and whatever. And then I posted it that day and it just like blew up, like all these like people and companies were reposting it. And then I, that's kind of like, was kind of the beginning of everything for me. 
And as you were going on the, the Pacific Crest Trail, did you begin to notice people were recognizing you or your work? Was there, was that, that, did the attention come while on the trail or was it after you got off? Oh, while on the trail. Yeah. Well, because like all hikers, like even if you don't meet people on trail, like usually like Instagram and stuff, you follow each other. So you recognize people anyway. Um, but the cool thing about that for me was, wasn't like, Oh, people, you know, people weren't coming up to me and just saying, Oh, you're that guy twerk from Instagram. They were saying, Oh, I, I love your work. Like people were referencing my work. Um, and for me, that was, I mean, that was really special because my work is my life. It's like my purpose. Um, I think like, honestly, my, like photography is my life's purpose. And so for people to reference my work, um, rather than just recognizing me, it was, yeah, it was, um, kind of like really invaluable to me. And from there, you've begun to work with these brands and you've, you've worked with a lot of outdoor brands. You've had been able to dip your foot into the, the outdoor industry, which is a you know billion dollar industry. And I'm curious as someone myself who, you know, I have, I have a hard time finding hiking clothes and packs that fit. Um, and I know there's others who have much worse time than I do. And there's, you know, other people who are vastly underrepresented, underrepresented in the outdoor advertising. Um, what is it that the outdoor community, your brands, your, your big box stores needs to do to begin to not just show, look, we have a person of color in our, our, our advertisement here. We're good now, but to actually make strides to include those people with the work, like people like you do, you know, through the photography, through the film, through the advertising. I think a lot of it needs to start internally, honestly, you know, like it's easy to be like, Hey, we need a black person for this shoot. Okay. We need, you know, someone disabled. Okay. We need a plus size person. Uh, you know, we need, you know, we need someone who identifies as queer. Okay, cool. We, we, you know, like we hit all of our steps but I think a lot of it is a lot of these companies, yeah, they're doing that now because people are asking for it. But I think a lot of it should start internally. Like, I think people, I think a lot of companies will look at their teams and see like, like why, why is it a bunch of white people running this? Like you need, like you need people, if we're going to be inclusive, like you need to be hiring people that across the board that, you know, that make all your, that hit all your check marks, because when those people are part of your company, that's when I think real change starts to be inflicted in whether it's your social media or your advertising, your website. Um, I think that's a really important part is doing everything internally. And then it'll just go to show on the outside. Shifting gears here again, you've begun this series of visual podcasts, these short films, which have, I think there's three out now. I've credited all three. Um, because i have i have for myself just as someone who you know i I grew up in a conservative background um i was a clergy for several years i left all that behind uh went back to school get a second degree went to film school so i'm able to look at and see just the the very dynamic and skilled and genius filmmaking you're doing but then the storytelling aspect of it and how i'm just a piece of me is relating to everything that you're, you're saying and that you're presenting through your films, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm just tore up at the end of them. 
<laughs> and I know when you have, we've had her on the show before, when you have Sockton Hikes, Rebecca Speary on the show, I'm just going to, I've had a chance to talk to her quite a bit. So I, I know I'm just going to ball like a baby when you have, when you put hers out. Um, but what, what inspired you to go from f- photography to filmmaking and just this, I don't even want to say filmmaking, just this amazing storytelling that you're doing. Um, you know, the whole thing started was towards the end of last year, obviously, like I wasn't working a lot. Um, you know, you know, people weren't, weren't really hiring anyone cause you couldn't do anything. Um, so I don't know. I just, I just kind of had this like year, like everyone did. I had this year of, okay, right now I'm just trying to survive. Um, and I had a lot of time to think about kind of the future of my work and where I wanted it to go when things started opening up again. And, um, I, I had this idea of, so my friend Alexis, who is in the first film, I, she lives in Bend as well. And I was like, Hey, I really want to do like a short film on you. Like we, let's just talk about, you know, being black in the outdoors and it'll be really pretty. And we'll just like, we'll make a video. It'll be fun. You know, (laughs) we were just going to do it just for shits and giggles. And, uh, we started filming it and um, I was like, well, this is like really fun. I was like, I kind of want to do more of these. So I reached out to Justin and John who are also, also live in Bend. Um, and I was like, Hey, let's do it. I want to do a film on you guys. And there it was funny. Cause both of them were like, why, like, why do you want to do a film on me? Like I'm straight white male. Like, yeah, but like you're my friends and I know you're sensitive and I know like, we're not going to do it about like, Oh, you're such a big, crazy, like, macho hiker like i wanted to like explore the really intimate emotional stories of why you exist as an outdoorsman um and so those first three films i was like those were just to kind of get the base like here's what i'm doing let's go from there um and yeah it's it wasn't meant to be like a whole series but um as you know once i got the first one sponsored i was like well i'll just see if i can get all these sponsored because obviously I can't afford to do it on my own dime. Um, and yeah, so now it's just turned into this like huge project and I'm, that's all I'm working on this year is these short films. Um, and uh, yeah, I have, I have a list of like 25 people that I'm going to interview this year and hopefully I can do that. (laughs) Um, we'll see if I can squeeze all of them in in this year, but yeah, the, the, the kind of the, um, idea behind it is just, I really wanted to take photography and like kind of take what I already know in photography. Cause I already like, you know, have that down and just apply it to like a different form of art. Um, and I just thought there's so much power in people telling their own stories, um, rather than me just like taking a photo of them and like writing a blurb. Uh, I thought, how powerful would it be for people actually watching, like hear these people talk for 10 minutes about their life and like why they go outdoors. Sorry, did I answer the question? I, can't, I feel like I put too Oh, much. no, you, you, yeah. you, you more than did. Okay. Um, okay. And, so information in it. I, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm going to ask some more techie questions. What are, what are you using to shoot with? What, what camera are you using? What's the, is it just you? Do you have a crew? What's, what's the technical process look like? Uh, it's, oh no, it's just me. Um, I'm shooting with a, uh, Fuji XT30. Right. And you're just doing all the sound and everything yourself. I, yeah, I do everything myself. Oh, wow. I don't See, work now- with others. I'm <laughs> and I like to do things my way. So I was like, I don't want to work with a crew. 
Oh gosh. Oh, uh, I, I, I am blown away by that, by you even more. I'm like, Oh, he's got to have at least a grip or a PA or someone traveling with them to, to, to get these. Cause I don't know how you're capturing this and getting the light just perfect. And the audio sounds amazing. And, and the editing is just on par. I'm like, wow, just goodness. So what's, what's, what's the reaction been amongst community with, with these and how have you gotten brands to come on board? Um, honestly, so when it, comes to uh getting you know brands on board with it i i told myself when i was like okay i'm gonna have brands sign on for these so i can afford to to do them but i i had to kind of talk myself into not doing what i usually do which is like oh sorry to inconvenience you but would you want to like sponsor my little film it i changed kind of the wording into hey fund this film. This is why you should do this. And not in a cocky way, just in a way like what I'm doing is important work and no one else in the community is doing this right now. So you like let, basically letting people know, like you have an opportunity here to be a part of something that's unique and special, um, that a lot of people in the outdoor industry are, you know, you know, really, I guess, like feel and like take heart to, um, and I think that's why I was able to get people to say yes, <laughs> is just kind of, uh, changing my wording <laughs> a little bit. And what, what's the process look like for you to find people to talk to? Um, I mean, there's so many amazing stories out there. How do you find these? I mean, you said you had you know, your friends for the first three, but now you've got this list of 25. What is, what is that looking like? Um, yeah, I kind of like I so I had a list of probably like 70 people even um of just like okay this person would be kind of cool to talk to this person you know is interesting to me um but I I very carefully selected the people because I didn't want everyone to like have a large Instagram following I didn't want everyone to you know have to be present on social media to be featured Cause that's not the point, you know, like, um, I wanted to find people that looks, I don't know. And some, a lot of these people I don't even know, but I've sat down with each individual on zoom and I've like sat and talked to them for an hour. Um, you know, first it's to see if it's a good fit. And like, if I'm going to spend five days with you, like, I want to know that we're going to get along, you know? <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it's, uh, sorry, I forgot. I kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I got 25 people and, um, I just wanted, cause at the end of the year, I want to make a film that kind of takes everyone, mm. everyone's story and writes one big story. So it'll probably be like an hour long film. And uh, that's kind of the idea right now. Um, but I wanted, when you look at all the, you know, 25 faces, together to just see a wide array of ages and colors and races and sexualities and, uh, you know, abilities, which I think is the big one. Um, you know, I want to show a wide range of people that do, you know, some people that hike 5,000 miles and then also include people that can't walk, you know, like I think it's, I think people should be celebrated for just going outside I think everyone's kind of had the reaction of like, why do you want to interview me? Like, I don't, I'm not even that good. That's what I hear from everyone. It's like, well, I'm not that good at you know, surfing or I'm not that good at 
uh, trail running. I'm like, no, no, no. The fact is you do it. Like mm. that, that's why you should be celebrated for just being out there. Like, so, um, that's kind of the point behind it is not so much how good are you at the thing or how badass are you? Cause like those people are always going to be sold. Those people are always going to be sponsored. They're always going to make money. Uh, I wanted to, I, like I said, I wanted to kind of show the underdogs. God, I love that. That's because uh, it's really easy to find your big name hiker liberties and go out there and, and, and feature them. And then those will get a lot of views. Those will get a lot of views on YouTube. Those will up your, your Instagram algorithm feed and stuff like that. But to go out and find, you know, the person who maybe doesn't even have an Instagram or, you know, isn't this, you know, huge, you know, triple crown hiker who just likes to hike and hiking has changed them or they have a cool story that that is just epic. And I, I want to call off one thing you said there with, with the social media following. Um, I've heard it said by the, the PCTA that several years ago, what brought people on the trail, um, the number one thing that brought people on the trail was Cheryl Strait's book, uh, Wild, and then the subsequent film was filmed here in Ashland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're saying the number one thing that's bringing people on the trail is YouTube and Instagram. Yeah, how, no, I did, yeah, that makes sense. How do you think the tr- the, the the social media community, the atmosphere, is a positive for the outdoor community and how and, and for hiking in general? And what needs to change on social media for the community? Oh, damn, good question. Um. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question. Um, I, I mean, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, I think, you know, when it comes to outdoor brands, we should, you know, people of all shapes and sizes and colors and abilities should be celebrated, um, within certain brands. Um, but I, th- I think a lot of brands are having pro- like problems because they don't know how to do it. Because like I said, a lot of these brands are owned by like who? Like straight, sorry, that's my email. <laughs> my, like, like by like straight white men. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely think with social media, like we should be celebrating everyone. Um, that's why I really love pages like Unlikely Hikers. Um how you just can go on there and see all types of different people. Being love unlikely hikers. Love, love Jenny. What was that? Oh, I love, unlo- love, love unlikely hikers. I love Jenny. They're so amazing to me in the community. It's been yeah, epic. Yeah. She really created a really, uh, a really cool thing there. And, um, I think we should have more pages like that, that just celebrate people. And I'm not saying don't feature white people that are good at sport because that's also interesting. I'm just saying that, uh, maybe the thing that can change is how we celebrate um, people, um, you know, in the sense of we should be celebrating people for just going outside, not for being these big badasses, um, you know, like celebrate the underdog. I love it. I love it. So wrapping up here, I like to, I like to ask every hiker this, how has hiking in the outdoors changed your life uh, <laughs> um just like in general in general you know big big thirty thousand foot level very personal level 
what if you could say this is how being in the outdoors and in hiking has changed me it boils down to this one thing or this few things yeah. what would that be i think i th- i think the way it changed me just started at such a young age like it's cur- it's just it's always a process you know um but i mean growing up my dad took us outside all the time and i when i think of my childhood those memories to me are, are the fondest because, you know, like I said, I got made fun of basically from the time I was in kindergarten until I graduated high school. Like I just was very ostracized by most of my peers. And for me going outdoors with my dad and my brothers was, um, really special because I, I just got to be outside and, um, the outdoors is nostalgic for me in the sense that I feel safe because I, I relate that to my childhood when I just had two days to be outside with people that loved me and accepted me for who I was. And I got to feel safe. Um, and so I think that alone, that experience alone changed me and made me a very, a big lover of the outdoors. Um, and that's why I just continue to seek the outside is because I just, it makes me feel, it makes me feel like a kid again, like makes me feel safe and like, cool, this is the one place I can just be myself and it doesn't matter if people accept that or not. Um, and that's, so I think, yeah, the way it's changed me is just, um, it, by giving me this, uh, this gift of like self-acceptance and self-love. If that makes sense. I don't know if I worded that right. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not great with words. That's why I take pictures. <laughs> so what is what is the future looking like for you right now? You're doing these films. You got some brands on board. What's what's the next year or two looking like for you? Um, you know, I don't know, and that's exciting to me. Um, I I'm kind of just going with the flow of like, hey, this next month uh, is where I have to be and what I need to get done. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I do want to hike the CDT next year, um, but I don't know. For me, if, if work's great and I'm creating things, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I want to take off five and a half months unless I can integrate that artistry into a through hike. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I would like to through hike again, but also my work is so important. And if that's going well, then I don't want to, you know, just like go leave that for five months so um yeah right now i'm just kind of i'm focusing on the films and want to keep putting those out and inspiring people to be outside and just make people feel more welcome hopefully through these stories and um that's kind of the goal right now awesome awesome now i ask every through hiker this your trail name what's the story behind it oh god uh, if you have kids listening maybe send them away for five minutes uh <laughs> um yeah so my first year hiking um i carried a little bluetooth speaker and at the end of the night i would get all the hikers in a circle and like i'd put on like you know like janet jackson and stuff and we'd like take turns doing stretches at the end of the night and um so it came around to my turn and i was like hey everyone has to come up to this tree and torque on it and so I got up on the tree and I twerked on the tree and, um, well, I, ha- I had like a pretty big rip in the liner of my shorts and I wear very short shorts. So, uh, 
people saw a whole lot of twerk. Um, and the, the first name uh, suggested was Ballsack, and I was not going to take that. So <laughs> uh, it was the end of the night, and um, this, this kid, Aiden, the sun was setting like in the desert and it was kind of like this really like kind of like beautiful moment he was like you know what your trail name should be twerk and when he said it it just i was like that's that's it that feels like me um so it's even though it's like kind of a funny story um it's also like really special to me as well even though it's associated with literally just like shaking your ass Tommy, thank you so much, not only for coming on the show, but for everything you've done for this community. Have you, how you have inspired me as an artist and so many others, not just in your art, but to get out on the trail, to not let what other people think limit them to be in the outdoors. Um, it, your work truly is inspiring so many and it's making a huge difference. And if you're ever down in Ashland, you know, come say hi, take you out for a drink. Um, you're just an amazing person. And thank you for doing everything you do for the outdoor community. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on and even uh, thinking what I had to say was uh, we're caring. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tommy, for coming on the show and just being amazing to me. Uh, make sure you follow him on Instagram and support what he does. He's doing some amazing work and share it with your friends, share it with everybody, friends, enemies, the, the lady across the street, share his stuff. It's just, it's inspirational. I, I mean that and I'm blown away by it and I'm inspired by what he does as a creative, as a, a wannabe documentarian, as someone who works in the entertainment industry. I'm just like, Whoa, freaking crap. This is good. So and it, it inspires me to work harder, become a better storyteller to develop my craft as well. Um, and then just, and also just get out in the outdoors. And the, the stories that he tells inspires me to continue to get out in the outdoors. So anyways, thank you so much, Tommy, for coming on the show. Um, like I said before, make sure you uh, check out our sponsors, CS Instant Coffee and of course, Canuck Outdoors. They are both amazing. If you want to support the show financially, uh, go to hikerpodcast.com. Click on the Patreon link. It is there. All the different ways to listen to the podcast is there. Our socials are there. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Andy Films and Hikes. And uh, yeah, don't forget, there's going to be another episode in like two days, two or three days here. Yeah. With uh, Bear Vault. It was a really good episode. It was a really good interview. I really enjoyed it. So guys, just I want to say before I go, thank you all for, for being so supportive of me and the show and continuing to show me love. As we're getting into the more um, traditional hiking season, we're putting away the snowshoes and the skis. Uh, remember, just be kind to each other and be kind to the world around you. There's a lot going on in the world. And, you know, as you're hiking out there, you know, I know you might have a mask on. Just say hello to the person walking the other direction. Um, be kind to each other. You know, you see some trash on, on the ground on a trail, pick it up. Do what you can um, to, to make the world around you a better place and the outdoors more welcoming and inclusive. Because we need each other. We really do. And um, I, I just, I, I can't emphasize that enough. It, it boggles my mind sometimes. I can walk down a hiking trail and, and people just, they, they look away and they don't like, you know, make eye contact with you. And it's like, I, I'm here. We're on this trail. We're enjoying these public lands. So let's let's love each other and, and just be kind to each other. Be kind to the earth that we are on, that we are inhabiting, that we are enjoying on these trails. Leave no trace. And guys, thank you so much for just supporting the show. Uh, go to hikerpodcast.com for all the other information. And without any further ado, 
You've been listening. I don't know why I said that. Without any further ado, um, guys, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hiker Podcast. This is being lost, and may I never be found. I'm staying-